0: We've all been there before. Maybe it's a puddle of water that causes it, or perhaps it's an improperly maintained walking surface or debris that catches your foot as you lift it. Whatever the case, you slip and fall. You may sustain an injury severe enough to warrant hospitalization. But maybe your injury was more minor and did not require immediate medical attention. Does that mean it won't affect your life and ability to earn a living? No, even seemingly minor slip and fall accidents can have lasting impacts that affect your ability to work and even enjoy personal activities. Do you have any recourse if your slip and fall injury was not severe enough to warrant surgery? Too many people fear that their situation is not severe enough to warrant a settlement in these cases. They may feel that they must suck it up or push through the pain and limited mobility. The truth is that any slip and fall injury may be enough to warrant a settlement, even if you don't require surgery as a result. With the help of a skilled New York City slip and fall lawyer, you may be able to file a claim and negotiate for a settlement or seek other avenues of compensation for your expenses after your injury. If you have been injured in a slip and fall accident caused by another person's negligence, our attorneys at Cucker Law Group may be able to help. Schedule a consultation now at 929-274-8000 or fill out our online form. The Reality of Slip and Fall Accidents in the U.S. Slip and fall accidents account for 30% of all reported injuries in the U.S. annually. According to the National Floor Safety Institute, over 540,000 slip and fall accidents each year require hospitalization, and 20,000 lead to death. They are also the second most costly type of workers' compensation claim. However, tens of thousands of slip and fall accidents don't cause loss of life or catastrophic injury. Yours may leave you with a limp that lasts the rest of your life, or maybe a limited range of mobility in one of your arms. Whatever the case, a slip and fall accident can have a lasting, measurable, negative effect on your ability to work and your quality of life and not be severe enough to require surgery. Common injury types from slip and fall accidents. Every year, over a million people in the United States go to the emergency room because of a slip and fall accident. Injuries can range greatly from mild to severe and can affect almost any part of the body. Some of the most common injuries seen from slip and fall accidents include the following. Shoulder and neck injuries. Sprains. Spinal cord injuries. Hip fractures. Broken Bones. Soft Tissue Injuries. Traumatic Brain Injuries, TBI. Cuts and Abrasions. While some of the injuries listed above will certainly require surgery, many will not. However, that does not diminish their impact on your ability to work or your quality of life. For instance, a broken wrist might not need surgery to repair but it could leave you with lasting pain and limited mobility that force you to find different employment or mean that you cannot take part in meaningful hobbies and other activities in your personal life. In short, a lack of surgery does not mean that a slip and fall accident does not affect your quality of life. A couple of examples. To put these injuries in context, let's look at a couple of examples. Anna. Anna was out for a lunch date with her sister and a friend. They were trying a new restaurant that had just opened in town, and everyone was excited about it. On entering the restaurant, Anna's sister excused herself to go to the restroom, while Anna and her friend located a booth. On reaching the booth, Anna's foot slid out from under her. In the dimly lit establishment, she did not see the piece of cucumber covered with oil and vinegar dressing just at the edge of the table. Her mouth collided with the table's corner breaking a tooth and cutting her lip, and her knee struck the concrete floor. On arriving at the hospital afterward, Anna was found to have suffered a broken tooth, as well as a fractured kneecap. The tooth would require either a cap or a crown. The kneecap would require a splint for several weeks, which would limit Anna's mobility, as well as physical therapy afterward to help restore the knee's range of movement. What the x-ray at the hospital did not show was the strain placed on the ligaments in Anna's knee. Even after completing her physical therapy and taking several weeks off work, Anna cannot walk without physical discomfort. Steve Steve was on his way home from work but had to stop to pick up food for dinner at the grocery store. Carrying a loaded basket on his arm, he made his way to the freezer section to pick up some frozen vegetables for the casserole he was planning. He didn't notice the puddle of water on the floor spreading out from the malfunctioning freezer unit. As soon as he stepped in it, his foot slid out from under him, sending Steve to the floor. Steve landed on his back. In the process, he injured his hip and his spine, and his head hit the concrete floor very hard. Steve was taken by ambulance to the hospital, where a series of x-rays and physical examinations showed that he had bad bruising along his back. A concussion from hitting the floor, and a hairline fracture in his left hip. None of these injuries required surgery, but it took weeks of bed rest to heal his fractured hip, and even after several months, he still suffered from back pain related to the fall. He also suffers from memory loss due to the concussion and has lost months of pay from his job. That forced time off work has also put his family behind on their bills, and they are now facing foreclosure on their mortgage.